Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. What <laughs> number is this one, Matt? <laughs> I was about it's to like ask 60 you know. something or other. 67? Sorry, yeah, almost as many days as we have not recorded. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like 195. English. Um, yeah, no, we last posted it episode 62 on the 28th of April, which is a month and a bit ago. There you go. So it's been a while. And as I was just saying to Matt, you know, it's, uh, we have lost Susie and it's been devastating for us. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) devastating. We've, um, we've been in mourning. She's gone. That's right. Yeah. She's dead to us except on Facebook now (laughs) where she's not dead at all. She's just very happy. She's looking at so, guns at Walmart. Yeah. Damn straight. Anyway. Good so, honour. Yeah. So, yeah, we've, we have been in morning, and then a little bit later we've been in, like, midday, and then a bit after that it's been afternoon and then evening. So, <laughs> yeah. So we've done it. Um, but anyway, uh, episode 63 it is. Mm. And Matt and I have actually been playing a few games recently, so we're just going to have a bit of a chat. In, and between, talk about those. in between working my ass off. Yeah, Matt's a male prostitute. Yeah, that's right. No, that's why mm-hmm. we haven't posted in, well, any time soon recently because <laughs> uh, I was working lots of overtime and I don't know, you've been doing things also, so whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Money. Yes. I make more money from going to my job than I make from Dropware Gaming, so therefore my job takes preference. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, on that note, you could donate. I don't know if you can donate to us. Um, Send me an ma- email with your bank details. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, <laughs> just like a quick wire transfer, just for saying thank you. You know, that's all. Um, I have a PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> there are options. That's right. Yeah, we you, are. Anyway, <laughs> we'll work for soup. Um, I literally would work for. <laughs> Damn. Well, the the big news this week, I suppose, uh, has been the release of a very long-anticipated game. Um, a long-anticipated yes. game. Uh, and that's probably the big reason why we are recording this week, because we've both had a good chance to you know, give it some time. And uh, so we want to have a bit of a talk about it. And that game being um, Watch Dogs. Mm-hmm which I read a quick thing on uh, on the interwebs the other day and someone's friend had called it Hot Dogs, which made me chuckle. Um, they're fucking idiots. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, but that's why I didn't laugh, really. It was just like a, a just guttural a, growl almost. Oh, just a, idiot. <laughs> exactly. So if you're listening to this podcast, uh, to, yeah, please know that you're an idiot. Um <laughs> <laughs> but Watch Dogs, yeah, it, it, it's been uh, getting pimped everywhere. Even people that don't particularly notice games in the public, like parents and shit, grandparents and stuff, um, have noticed it. And I've had people comment that uh, some of the trailers and things that have been on TV make the game look incredible. Um, and I've got it on the PC, mm-hmm. and it does look pretty fucking phenomenal on the PC. To be honest, I've got everything cranked as high as it'll go, and it mm. just looks really good. And I was watching you on the PS4 today, yeah, and it still looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks pretty good, eh? Mm. It's like in the lead-up, there's been, across the interwebs, there's been a lot of people bitching and moaning about resolutions and frame rates and stuff, and it's like, you know, after all of that, it turns out it actually looks fucking decent anyway. Mm-hmm. So. The one thing graphically that I think uh, I haven't really paid a lot of attention, I suppose, when I'm playing on the PC, but that's more because I'm playing the game. When I was watching you today, uh, one of the things that I noticed really was the um, like the kind of shadow depth is really short kind of thing. Like you, you just get these big chunks of shadow instead of kind of nice... 
sunset sunrise kind of uh, movement. Oh yep. It, yeah, like that that thing that you were playing, one of those little side games where you've got to get through and turn the lights on. <laughs> yeah, so like in the game, there's um. Well, should we should we start with what the game actually is, or do we just assume that everyone knows? Um, I'll give it give it a, a maybe minute and twelve seconds. Okay. Well, I probably won't even need that long. It's like it's a sandbox <laughs> open world game like GTA, except it's more stealth focused, and it's set in Chicago rather than in a, a fictional city like the Grand Theft Auto series is. And you play as Aiden Pierce, who is a hacker dude who uses his smartphone to basically control things around the city. Now, in this alternate version of Chicago, there's a thing called CTOS, which is a computer system where everything in the city is interconnected, like everyone's phones, cameras, TVs, fucking traffic lights, everything is interconnected with this system. In... Which, like I was mentioning today, is a direct correlation with that show. Um, uh, what's the show called now? Um, Person of Interest, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's yeah, like that. Same there. concept, yeah. Where you play as this guy, Aiden Pierce, and you're on a mission. From God. That, like, the story is... I've been playing a lot of side missions, and then I played a campaign mission and they mentioned stuff from the first mission and I'd already forgotten what the fuck they were talking about. So <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. the story makes no sense to me at this point. But um, I think the gist of it is that basically he got too far and, and then got noticed and you know, in their just basic hacking kind of days when he was younger. Yeah, messing um, about. Yeah, messing about, taking things like cleaning out bank accounts and stuff and then... As you do. Well, yeah, of course. And then all of a sudden... Uh, there was a hit put out on him and his niece was murdered or something. Um, oh yeah, and- he was in he was driving a car with his niece and nephew in the back seat and they tried to take him out by causing a car crash and the only person who died was his niece. So So yeah, it's kind of a vengeance thing mm. from yeah. But it's been kind of funny, like I think did I mention this to you today? Um the thing so far is that because there are so many open world, big sandboxy kind of games, long ass stories, you know, it, it, there's a, they're a dime a dozen now and a lot of them are really fucking good. So they have to try and distinguish themselves. Well, mainly GTA. I mean, you've got, I guess, Far Cry 3 was kind of, but it yeah, doesn't really count because it's, it's not, yeah, it's open in a way. Well, it's, it's open, but it's not in a city. So it's kind of different. Yeah. Whereas like, this is very much, it actually kind of seems more like Saints Row to me than GTA, mm. but mainly because um, of all the side mission stuff that we were just about to talk about, but then got sidetracked. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's the thing like that has been kind of surprising me about it is that for these games to really distinguish themselves, they need to have a really good storyline, which is what GTA Five did. Mm. GTA 5 had a, an amazing storyline to it and you wanted to know what the fuck was going on. Mm. Um, but this one, it just kind of mentions it in dribs and drabs and you'd never really get that connected because everybody in the world has a story. Yeah, and you kind of get overwhelmed. It's amazing. Yeah. And there's so much information coming. It, it's like, okay, I could go and do that now. And then you go, oh, well, I look, a balloon. And you run off and go and do something else. And you know, it, it just seems to flitter about. So hopefully at one point it actually all comes together and you go, ah, this is a good story. Well, I mean, but, I've, I've only played it for what, like probably f- tops five hours, like on and off. Mm-hmm. And you're probably less, maybe? Yeah, less at the moment. And I think the game... I've My controller heard. broke, unfortunately. I got it on the PC and the uh, keyboard controls just aren't very logical. Mm. Unfortunately, yeah, so I wanted to get a controller for it, but my uh, Razer controller that I've got is breaking very badly and it made it so frustrating. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, um, so, yeah. I think it's... I've heard like 20 hours, 20 okay. to 30 hours, but like... I don't know, because I'm fucking around with a lot of side mission stuff, and I think uh, maybe 
Because you know how long GTA is, right? That GTA mm. Five was like what fifty hours or something. Yeah, minimum. Um, and I think to to beat Watch Dogs, maybe just the story might be twenty hours or so. But um, <clears throat> it's got um these side missions that you can do, where um they remind me a lot of Saints Row. There's one where it's like you have to fly. You you just get bounced along on these fucking giant flowers. It's like a psychedelic <laughs> trip. And it makes no sense in the co- context of the actual game, except that you're, like, playing around in the sandbox world. They've just found creative ways to, to play in that world. And the one that I was playing before that you mentioned about the shadows was one called Alone, where you're running around alone, obviously, in the city, and um, the only other people there are actually these guys that are—they look like humans, except they have cameras instead of heads. And yeah, they look kind of weird because they move normal, like the people do. Mm. But like yeah. they only walk in a straight line until they bump into something, and then they turn and go a different way. And they shine a light out in front of them, and if it's a blue light, and if they see you, it turns red, and then they start shooting you with fucking radiation until you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you get limited ammunition. And if you shoot them, then you blow your stealth and they all are like, oh, there he is. And they all run over and try to fuck you up. And um, it reminds me actually of Bioshock Infinite with the, um, there was like these siren head looking dudes towards the end of the game. They had like sort of two, megaphone things out the sides of their head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had uh, statues of those at um, mm. one of the stores. I can't remember which one it was. Well, in Bioshock Infinite, they was like they, they played them up like they were going to be a bigger, bigger character in the game, but they ended up only being in this one part of the game. And it uh. was a stealth bit where you've got to sneak through this asylum, and if they see you, then they start like this massive screaming siren and all these characters that were passive before just mulling around in the room go psycho and start attacking you. Yeah. And um, so it, it reminded me a bit of a bit like that, but it's basically you um, need to go and find these generators. The whole world is dark, like it's a blackout in the city. And you've got to find these generators that are causing the, the blackout. They're like negative thingies. You blow them up and the sun comes back out and all the fucking robot head dudes explode. Yeah, which was pretty cool. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's, it's definitely something different because, like, the the whole problem with this game for me is the fatigue of having played Saints Row 4 recently and GTA 5 recently. Mm-hmm. You know, and they both of them were very good games, like, very different but very good. And what you, like you said, what they need to stand out is a really good story, but also, like mechanics that set them apart like gta 5 had the whole swapping between three characters thing mm-hmm. and that was like fucking kept things interesting if you got started to get even slightly bored you could just boom swap and something fucking crazy is happening yeah exactly yeah and it was good how they still did that but then also you know forced you to do it to keep the storyline together mm-hmm. when they intersected it, they did a great job of that Exactly. And I mean, Watch Dogs has interesting mechanics. I mean, it has the whole hacking thing where you're walking along and you point your reticle at a fucking random person in the street and it tells you their name, their income, what their job is, and then a little fact about them. So it might be like, (laughs) you know, volunteer fucking soup worker or soup kitchen worker or whatever. Or it might say HIV positive. I saw a guy before... And he said HIV positive, and he was walking around looking all like edgy. <laughs> and then um, you get ones where it's like, you know, just had house foreclosed and things like that. <clears throat> and they look all upset and stuff. Mm. And yeah. you know, and it, like to to give credit where credit's due. I mean, you're walking down the street, and the characters move all in different ways, like. Mm. I was standing there and this person walks past and just stops in front of me and I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, took half a step back and then sneezed. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and there was the bit before when you w- were running across the road and like normally in these games, 
uh, it's either one or the other. The cars will stop or you get hit. If you, you know, like obviously, you know, things like uh, skate two and three and stuff like that come to mind where if you just blindly run across a road, you could get hit by a car very easily. Mm. Um, but in a lot of these games, they stop and they honk their horn and they're screaming at you and stuff like in GTA. But uh, in this, yeah, you ran across the road and a car came up and he had to kind of scoot a few steps back and then he put his hands out like, whoa, whoa, I'm crossing here kind of thing. And then he just continued across and kept running. And it was like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool, like a little added bit just mm. for you know shits and giggles. Something that I've never seen in another game, so that was pretty good. But, yeah, I mean, uh, it has things that that obviously are unique to it. Yeah, but um, but those things like you were saying that I when I was playing one of the first bits, um, there's a a guy that I just randomly kind of moved my reticle over and it showed him in blue instead of just in white or in in black background. Um, which indicates that it's a person of interest kind of thing. So I hacked onto his phone call and he was acting really fucking edgy. And um, yeah, he was talking to somebody about a hit that was being put out or they couldn't do it or something like that. Um, yeah, and then he actually bumped into somebody as they were walking and he kind of got really pissed off at them, but then just went back to his phone call. And it was like, Oh wow, that you know, bit of just random interaction between you know two AIs that you know probably didn't need to happen at all, but there was just the way the algorithm made them collide, and then they had a certain kind of interaction, and they moved on. What's where interesting you're going? <laughs> I've heard that a few times, <laughs> but it was funny today as well. Like you were playing, and you were on a motorbike, and you kind of skidded to a halt, and you were half on the um, sidewalk. And a girl was walking just along the footpath kind of thing, having a cigarette. And she walked straight into your bike and then just kind of took a step back like, what are you doing? What are you parked here for? Kind of thing, the way she looked at you. And I was like, holy fuck. She was so angry because she was so dumb that she walked into you. Fucking hell. <laughs> uh... but, yeah, but when you're actually playing it, you don't notice shit like that. So I kind of got a bit of a glimpse and you know, saw some bits that made it interesting. Mm. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I am enjoying it. It's not like it's a shit game. It's like, I believe it's getting like mid to high 80s mm-hmm. in reviews around the, the nets. But yeah. um, I'd say that's pretty about right. I mean, there's some things that could use slightly more polished but it is a new IP and like it's very um they've you know it's a big sort of piece of pie they're trying to take here yeah that's to take true. on GTA and stuff and the just the the concept of the whole hacking and your conspiracies and you know the whole world interconnected and everything like that it's all pretty interesting and and I imagine it'd be very hard to uh implement yeah. So kudos to Ubisoft, and I'm judging by the numbers of sales already, and the critical response. I think it's definitely gonna. There's definitely gonna be a Watch Dogs too in the next few years. <laughs> well, that made me laugh today when you know you'd only been playing for half of that time, probably about three hours by that stage, um, and you were like, "Ah, oh, Jesus Christ, Watch Dogs Two is gonna be so much fucking better than this game." <laughs> <laughs> I pissed myself off. Oh, yeah, it's just like this things like some of the driving pisses me off and you know, mm. little little things here and there. But like But it is because we're spoiled oh, now in this genre. But yeah. again, there's things that are just like unreal. Like I went into a bar when I was playing it at home the other day. Just walk into this bar randomly and there's like points of interest around the map where it pops up and says you can check in here like the app Foursquare or you can mm-hmm. do it on Facebook now where you check into a place but with Foursquare it had the thing where the person who was checked in the most in the most recent amount of time or whatever was the mayor like in air quotes the mayor of that location and so it's the same thing in Watch Dogs it pops up this thing and you're like oh yeah check in and the person who's checked in the most in the last seven days is the mayor. And you can leave gifts 
of cash or ammunition and stuff and like see if other people have left gifts there for you to pick up and so i was like wandering around looking for those just fucking around as you do in open world games yeah that's right and i walked into this bar and i see this little like icon above this guy and i'm like okay walk over to me sitting at a table and there's a glass in front of him and one on the other side of the table and a bottle of liquor and it says press x to start or press triangle to start drinking game <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? So I sit down and he pours you a drink, pours himself a drink and goes, all right, first you bet money so you, to see who's... It's the whole drinking game of like, we both drink and the first person to fucking fall pass over, out, pass out <laughs> or fall over loses. I love that game. And the way that it plays it out in the game, right, is you bet your money and then it cuts to him pouring, to the, drink, pouring the drinks and you have to drink first. And then you drink, and then it brings up a circle in the screen. Your screen starts going blurry, like, immediately. <laughs> brings up a circle, and you either have to move the left stick or the right stick to keep it inside this circle. And then once it's been in there long enough, like, this bar around the, the symbol for the left stick fills up. And then uh, you press, like, L2 or something like that. It alternates L1, L2 or R2. And you have to do it like four or five times until the other guy's like, and gives up. <laughs> but as you continue, it gets more and more. The circle that you've got to keep it in gets smaller and the stick moves around more wow. until uh, the last stage that I did. And it was only level one. But the um, the little icon for what stick you had to use had a question mark on it. So at first you have to like figure out which stick it is. <laughs> and it's like moving fucking heaps and apparently there's 10 levels of that oh wow so you know yeah so you end up going up against like Russian vodka drinkers mm. and then you've got like that alone thing which I played through the whole a whole mode of it which like cleared this whole area of the city wow and that took me you know a couple of hours here and then there was yeah. that psychedelic thing where there's um bouncing on the, the flowers, flowers yeah. and there's like a fair few different stages of that as well and then there's another one which is like a 8-bit pixel sort of style um platformer i guess i haven't unlocked oh. it yet but um yeah it's fucking you know there's all kinds of stuff like that that are just mm. randomly around the world that keep you interested <laughs> plus there's like crimes for you like you were saying about hearing about the crime yeah um, sometimes when that happens, when you inter intercept a phone call, then it gives you a, a hotspot on your um, map to go to and just try and stop a crime from about to happen. But, like, and some of them are pretty happen. good too. Like the, one of the first ones that I came across yesterday was uh, the um, someone had dropped off a bag of cash as a, a payoff kind of thing. Um, and I intercepted the text message saying, oh, you know, Yes, it was dropped off at the point, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then all of a sudden it just came up and said, do you want to set a waypoint to where the cache is? I was like, hell yeah, clink. And, and then on, on your map, it just gives you the, the route to go there and get it. So, you know, like some of them, obviously that one was quite easy, but there's a lot of them where you've got to stop someone from getting away. You've got to take out a person. Um, you know, there's multiple. There's so many there's different one ones. where there's like a convoy. And it gives you on your map the route that the convoy is going on. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to intercept the convoy and kill all the cars that are in it. Well, yeah. And um, so the way I did that, obviously, was go about halfway down the route while, when they started and just started stealing cars off people and blockading the road <laughs> and pulled out a grenade launcher. Don't ask me where I got the grenade launcher from. Yeah, I think I felt water because... Um, like, money is so fucking easy to get in this game yeah. because, like, hacking into people's phones. Some of there's will... ATMs everywhere. Mm. So some of the people will uh, have a phone call that you cut in on. Some will have a text message conversation that pops up and you, like, follow it. Some have music. There's, like, 60 songs or something or 30 songs that yeah. you can add. So when you get in your car, a random song starts playing out of your playlist. And to increase the playlist, you find songs. It's kind of like um, Soundhound or Shazam sort of thing, where you, like that, it this the game says that's the kind of app it is. It's called Song Sneak, 
And the idea is like, it's like that kind of app where you play it to figure out what a song is and then yeah. download it. Whereas in, in the actual games gameplay, you just hack a person's phone and it says, oh, you got a new song on your playlist, whatever. Mm. And then yeah. a, another one is, it pops up saying, this person has this much cash in their bank account. You can now access it from an ATM. And so you just go around hacking shitloads of people's phones <laughs> and then just go to an ATM and withdraw it all. And it pops up with a fucking blue screen on the ATM and just yeah. spits out cash. That's the best, isn't it? Mm. It's so funny. Like as soon as I saw him hack the ATM and it's got a f- you know proper CRT monitor, like a 17-inch or something on it, it just pops up with the old school um, blue screen. And it even, even the... Um, dialogue on it just looks exactly the same all the text it fits that perfect blue screen image in my head mm. and um, yeah I thought that was kind of an interesting little thing for them to add nice little because, touch because yeah, yeah it just seemed kind of nice that I don't know there's not people don't see that kind of shit too often anymore you talk to a kid about blue screens and they don't even know what you're talking about what the fuck are you talking about old man exactly colorblind motherfucker <laughs> But anyway. Because that's how kids talk. <laughs> really disrespectful. Yes, exactly. That's true. So anyway, that's one game. Um, I'm looking forward to actually playing more of it. It's uh, It seems kind of fun and interesting. And yeah, some of the missions look like they could be frustrating, but also give you a good sense of achievement when you finish them. So that's all you can really ask from games, I guess. Mm. It's kind of good. It's good. Mm. It's definitely a, a very... Um, Solid, solid entry for a new IP. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there's been a couple other games that we've played as well. Um, another game that both of us have played a little bit of is uh, Child of Light. Mm. Um, you oh, played man, I was excited for that. Mm. Very excited, but I'm playing through it with my girlfriend and because I've been working such... Because it's got co-op. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually didn't even notice how to do it until maybe a couple of minutes of trying to play with the controller and then realized it just is co-op the whole time. Now you can control the, um, it's called the firefly, isn't it? Oh, something like that. It's like a drop of water kind of thing. Um, and it glows and shit. It's pretty weird. blue thing. Yeah. Um, and it's basically just drop in, drop out, but you don't even have to turn the controller off because we've got it on the PS3. And if I'm controlling the, the little girl, the child of light, um, Charlie just picks up the control, like second controller, and it's just the left stick and R2. But when you're like playing both, controlling both when as just one player, player yeah. yeah, it's like right stick and R2 or something like that um, for his controls. So it's almost identical. But if you just turn the controller on and start playing, then you can almost both control it at the mm. same time. It's, it's, it's not, bizarre. It's not a very like complex co-op like you said because it's just moving the little blue thing around and help me out in the puzzles and stuff but um yeah the game looks really good but like i said because the same reason we haven't recorded the same reason i haven't bloody played very much of it is because just working haven't had time because i don't want to sit down and play it in like an hour here an hour there yeah because I want to fucking play it all in one go because, like, I've been very excited for Child of Light when it was in the lead up to it coming out because it's a game on the UbiArt uh, framework, like, engine. Mm-hmm. Same as Rayman Origins and Rayman Legends, which is yeah. the whole the way that engine works is that they put in hand drawn art and basically animate hand drawn art with the engine, which is really cool and allows for very interesting art styles in games. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And Child of Light is a, it's a what, like 16-hour or 15-hour RPG? I yeah, believe. there's a good reason for that, though, I believe. Yeah? Yeah. It'd be a very good platformer, but it's a really fucking boring RPG. Yeah? And that's just my opinion on it. I mean, just the... Like, I struggle with the dialogue in it because uh, it's, it's all, all uh, like Shakespearean like and rhyming. Really weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it, there is a lot of that old school kind of Shakespearean feel to it, the way they describe other people and you know, the, the language that is used. But also, it's very different and very weird and almost doesn't make any sense. 
So when I'm playing it with my son, for instance, he doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about at all. <laughs> yeah. And he's reading all these words on the screen just going, it, it's not even a sentence. It's just a bunch of words. <laughs> How am I supposed to understand what they're doing? So it becomes really difficult. And I'm trying to read it to actually understand what the story is. But there's even parts that I'm reading going, why did they need to make this part of the dialogue take five minutes? And that's kind of even rushing through the conversation, like Xing through to the next bit. And it just goes for a long time. And I think it could have been a really good platformer, just puzzler, um, with some added bits like all the you know, uh, leveling up and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, they seem to have got to a point where the dialogue just is freaky and makes no sense. And it really makes the game seem boring because they're, they're long sections too yeah. where there's just two people having a conversation in text along the bottom of the screen. So, yeah, but anyway, that's very my JRPG major... style. It is very, very much so, yeah. Um, and that's my only criticism of it really. I mean, it's a, it is a good game. There's a good bit of puzzler in it. The fights are kind of, you know, fairly evenly matched as well. Mm, they um, use the, the little, it's kind of like real time, but it's turn-based. Yeah, yeah, and it time. works quite well, yeah. Um, they've got the little slider across the bottom and you can distract, you know, your enemies with the little, you know, blue ball thing, um, which is kind of cool. Like, it's mm. uh, it's an interesting little part to it and that, that bit was fun, but, yeah, I don't know, just the that whole JRPG drawing out of things and way over explaining what should be fairly basic concept. Um, it kills a game for me. It makes it really dull and boring to sit there and have to read all this shit that doesn't even need to be there. Mm. So, but that's just me. And what do I know? I just do a podcast about yeah, game. Yeah, you fuck. Who wants to fucking listen to me talk fuck about that. shit? Exactly. Well, there's another UbiArt game uh, another game using the UbiArt engine due out towards the end of June called Valiant Hearts something, something, something. Valiant Hearts, that used to be on the PSX, didn't it? Yeah, it's not... Um, was it one of the original PlayStations or was it only on the two? No. Shit. Uh, okay, so Valiant Hearts, The Great War is this one using U the UBART engine it's based on world war one except that oh. what the fuck <laughs> the characters are like uh birds i think or they're like cartoon people sweet sounds like it'll be crazy they're weird looking but apparently it's very deep even though it's cartoony because obviously it's set in world war one which was like one of the worst fucking wars ever Mm. But uh, that is not a PS1 game. No, not that, but I thought Valiant Hearts was a really, really old franchise. Uh, it, it's... Possibly not. The Maybe name I'm getting it confused. The name rings a bell, but it's not, yeah, something else. Okay. Anyway, right. cool. so I'm looking so... forward to that as well. That's something for people to look forward to. You know what? It's also coming out um, next month. EA Sports UFC. Oh, wow. Yeah. That uh, sounds good. I'm pretty sure it's only next gen. Might have to check that. God, I hope so. But, um, yeah, hopefully that turns out to be good. Didn't they make a UFC on the PS3? Yeah. They used, I, like, the iSpy cam? Um, there was, like, a game like that. I know there was a, a kickboxing one, like a fighting... Yeah, yeah, the game. fighter or something like that. Yeah. There was supposed to be a, a Kinect one as well. That, yeah, I think that was the Kinect game. Fighter Within, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. It was terrible, though. I I did get it, and I had a go of it, and it was terrible. Mm. Well, EA Sports yeah. UFC is, is next-gen only. Cool. And I think does it come was... with a big pillow for when you're doing the wrestling, like the Roman Greco wrestling? You just get this like bright orange fucking pillow and wrestle the shit out of it. Yeah, cool. Exactly. 
Well, that game sounds awesome. Um, I think oh, there was UFC on PS1, Ultimate Fighting Championship. Yeah, that was just control. Yeah. Yeah, and that was bad too. But that had the Aussie dude in it. Um, shit, Sam Greco, yeah. I think. That was his big game because he was world champion at the time of cage fighting or whatever it was. Um, and he was a monster. Like, he just destroyed people. And, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that was his game or he was in that game and that was their selling point in Australia at the time. Yeah, so there you go. Uh-huh, I believe you. All right. It's probably wrong. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it. All right, sweet. But yeah, so that's <laughs> two games you can look forward to. Um, other games that I've been playing, I'm just going to run through them. Amazing Spider-Man 2, played on PS4. Um, yeah, you know. Well, I liked the first one, so I was very excited for the second one. And it's like they took all of the good things out of the first one and then got rid that's of them. Out. Mm, that's cool. So, yeah. like, it's, uh, I mean, it's got some of the good stuff from the first one, but it's just fucked. Cool. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it's just, uh, I don't know how they can go from having such a good game to being like, oh, you know what would be a good idea if we fucking made <laughs> the controls for web swinging harder? Yeah, good idea. Because that would be more realistic. Right. Oh, that that's the realistic angle with because the, always fuck games up with. Like so for the first one, web swinging was like you hit a button and he shoots a web up in the air and you swing from it, right? Makes sense. Sounds hard. Now, Amazing Spider-Man 2, they're like, well you don't have to aim it, it just fucking shoots it and you swing it. They made yeah. it real fucking easy. In the second one, the left trigger I think shoots web out of the left hand. And the right hand, right trigger goes out of the right hand. Wow. But you can't shoot higher than, like, at the top of a building, obviously, because there's nothing to grab onto. there's nothing else there, yeah, except for the moon. Which is, yeah, okay, fair enough, it's realistic, whatever. Mm. Except that it worked just fucking fine in the first game. <laughs> and now it's just like... It completely interrupts the momentum of your web swinging, which is the whole point of web swinging. You're supposed to feel free and like you're flying around the city, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's just things like that, just on that kind of level where they've just, I guess, thought that it would be a good idea to change something in a certain way and they've just fucked it. And it's really disappointing. Like even the menus look like shit. They look like, the menus look like they were fucking... Oh, man. It's just ridiculous. It's fucking so bad. And there's like right, two so hubs. That one's a stinker There's then. two hubs for you to go to. Your fucking house in the suburbs where you have to swing onto a fucking train and then it goes to a, a like loading screen saying, oh, you're going home. Because cool. the game is set in New York City, but you live outside of the city. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the second hub is a fucking comic book store owned by Stan Lee. Oh, sweet. That you go into and there's like statues on the wall and a little fucking arcade machine and shit. But it's like, why have two hubs? Just so you can have <laughs> Stan Lee as a fucking character? Yeah. And every time much. you go home, it's like, oh, talk to Aunt May about how shitty it is that Uncle Ben died. Oh, that's a charming conversation like, you want to have every time you go home. Yeah, no. Anyway, and Bound by Flame, which is a RPG on uh, PS4, PS3, and PC, I think. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's by a French developer. Oh, really? It was only a, like a 50-man team. So it's a small team, and they were trying to make a very big RPG. Cool. Um, it's not super great, but it's not shit. It's uh, okay. So it's not as bad as Superman, Spider-Man. No, nowhere near. Okay. I, I'd cool. say. I mean, I liked it more than most of the reviewers out there. I reckon probably three, three and a half out of five for Bound by Flame because um, so basically it's uh, you play as this guy. The world has basically been taken over by ice lords who raise the dead and have undead armies and stuff. And that there's like terrible. Almost everyone in the whole world has been killed while this army has just marched across the world. 
and you're like one of the last few survivors and this group of um, magic guys, mages maybe, <laughs> did a, um, some kind of ritual to try and it was like something to secretly strengthen them so they could fight the ice lords and you walk into the room just when they do it and it turns out they're summoning a fire demon and that fire demon possesses you and so then you have fire powers Ah. like you can shoot fireballs and things like that so you can't just fire the mages no well you kill some fire spoilers (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, it's a pretty fun game. I like it. Um, it's not perfect. It's not like you can't play it and go, well, this sucks because it's not Skyrim because obviously it's a fucking 50-man team doing mm. a first IP, like a, a new IP. Um, so I thought it was pretty good for people who have a PS4 and want an RPG. It's a good enough one. I mean, it was fucking cheap. I think it was like 80 bucks or 60 bucks or something brand new when it came out. It's not too bad. So like, why not? And Mm. you'll get like maybe 30 or 40 hours out of it, potentially. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Bound by Flame. Um, Transistor as well. Transistor's from the makers of Bastion. Oh, yeah. Bastion. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same thing. Um, Well, not kind of the same thing at all, really. It's completely fucking different but it's the same sort of style of game in terms of um, the sort of angular isometric view running along killing things and there's like a narrator which is actually your sword in this your sword is the narrator it's pretty interesting (laughs) Um, I've got it on PS4 I'm not sure what else it's on but um, it's a pretty fun game also I need to spend some more time with that uh, apart from that, I also got Skylanders Swap Force. I bought that because it was like 40 bucks at JB Hi-Fi. So why not? And then I spent like 70 bucks on Gumtree buying fucking figurines. <laughs> <laughs> and then I haven't played it again since. Oh, there you go. So money well spent. Yes. But it is mm-hmm. fun. Whatever. I just need more time. I need to win the lottery or just go on the dole. Um, yeah. Yep. One or the other. Yep. Pretty much the same thing. Yep. <laughs> well, the only other game I guess I've probably been playing um, would have to be um, Trials Fusion. That's the new one, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, um, on the uh, PlayStation 4 uh, is the one I've been playing on. Um, and I know it's pretty much on everything as far as I understand. It's even on the bloody iOS for the iPads. Oh, the iPad um, one is different. They brought them out on the same day, but the iPad one is like a free-to-play with um, in-app purchases and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas the... Um, the full game is obviously... Yeah, yeah the full it's, game. It's called Trials Fusion on the PS3, PS4, Xbox One, and whatever else it's on, but the Mm -hmm. iPad one is trial or something else. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, but it's really good fun. I've actually enjoyed it a lot more than Trials HD. Um, And many, many years ago, I had Trials HD in a, like in a box with another game. I can't remember what the other game was now, Um, but it was like an EB special or whatever. It was about 15 bucks for two games. And Trials was awesome. I played it for ages. Um, the ragdoll effect when they fall and crash and stuff was hilarious at the time. Now it looks like shit. Um, in but, comparison? Yeah, just that's in right. General. Yeah. Oh, just in general, really. You know, you look at it and it's like, wow, I can't believe how blocky he is. But in Fusion, it's not blocky anymore. Like the, you know, the old stuff has been you know, reworked, of course, what as technologies come along. New? And some of the crashes are really, really good. And it it reacts really well too. Like the physics in the game has been tightened up a hell of a lot. Um, and the graphics as well, in general, just look really spectacular. There's levels where you're doing these ridiculous jumps and loops and stuff like you did in the first couple. But um, yeah, there's like uh, one stage, which is like a really futuristic kind of uh, space station or something on a different planet. And there's like space rockets 
flying underneath you and they kind of almost coming at you and then they turn and get around you and stuff and he actually reacts to them as well as they fly in and stuff and it's just interesting you know like there's just that little bit of a tweak but they've made a really good job of it um i think one of the new things with it as well is um because i obviously being a having a having been mainly a PlayStation gamer, mm. I never played the Xbox ones, which means I never really played Trials because previous to this, it was always Xbox only. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, uh, now you get superpowers, not superpowers, like special abilities like rockets and things like that. Later in the game, you yeah um, get more stuff like that, which I think is new in this, which changes it up a bit because, I mean... How how many times can you play a game where you're just doing tricks on a track and getting fucked up? Although it has the whole co-op thing, where not co-op, uh, like local competitive, mm-hmm. we can have up to what four players or something racing at the same time, and um, and there also has the asynchronous multiplayer online as well, where it shows the ghosts of other players yeah for their best times so and you stuff. can compete for times and and yeah it's mm-hmm. fucking good good value i think yeah, actually it's, a, it's a little bit maybe overpriced i think it was like 25 or 30 bucks which seems a bit excessive yeah because it, it still has oh it's a lot more polished than the original but it still seems just like an arcade yeah title and for 30 um, bucks i mean fuck yeah but it's got a lot of gameplay to it, which is good. Like there are 10 levels and I think 10 stages and, and th- trials within those 10 levels. Mm. Um, and they're all quite varied, which is good. Um, and yeah, it, it, I don't know. There doesn't seem in this one to be quite as much of the kind of, I don't know, like climbing and uh, and almost like, parkour on the bike type stuff that there was in the first one um, where you had to get over things and, and just bunny hop onto the next thing and all that kind of shit. Um, there is a it, little bit of that, but it's Yeah, not. there is a bit, but it doesn't seem as uh, as heavy in that, which is, you know, it, it's more about the jumps and it's more about the uh, the landings to get your next jump and not losing speed and all those types of things that, you know, are still very important and still make it fun so yeah i think they've done pretty well with it Mm. i've been enjoying it anyway when i've got had the chance to play it so that's been pretty good um i think the only other game that's come out but neither of us have really played it at the moment is wolfenstein yeah that's about it i've been hearing very good things about it but i haven't picked it up yet no because no, I, mean, I was tempted, because that's what I do when a game comes out. I just buy it, and then I don't play it. Yeah, because it's backlog. Yeah. yeah, but um, this time around, I've held out. We'll see. Yeah. I'll probably, I mean, I'll play it eventually. It's just when is a matter of time. Borderlands 2 is out on Vita now, as of yesterday. Yes. It's like 33 bucks. Which is not bad. I mean, it's got all of the DLC from Borderlands 2 included. Mm. So so it's a long-ass game with all the DLC. Mm. Which is nice for the handheld, although it's a lot down... It's much more downgraded from the um, other versions, obviously. Like, not as many uh, enemies on the screen at once. When the enemies die, rather than their bodies being on the ground, I think they just, like, disintegrate. Mm-hmm. Just like things like that to lower the amount of strain on the system. I think there was some talk about frame rate issues as well, which is shitty because that's the last thing you want, fucking frame rate issues when you're trying to play a game. Certainly. But mm-hmm. um, it's only 33 bucks, so I'll probably get it at some stage. And, uh, yeah. Cool. Well, I've just had an email through from... Uh them to say that it's now live so borderlands is available for purchase right this minute do it yeah get on get into it yeah but it's kind of funny that they sent this because it actually says the release date was the 28th 
So that that's very good of them mm. to point that out. A day, that two days that later. slow. Yeah. So there you so, go. Our friends at PlayStation are awesome. Yeah. Um, I she, guess that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. All right. Um, we're just a short-ish one. We've been on for a little while. Um, yeah. Good chat. Mm. So anybody wants to know any more about some of those games we talked about, um, you'd probably better off to Google them. Just find out. Watch <laughs> just, some YouTube videos. Just get them and play them. Well, yeah. Yeah. If you get really stuck, um, then... Yeah, you could probably email us at uh, podcast at dropbeargaming.com. Mm. Um, yeah, that's probably one way you could email us. And um, you should add me on PlayStation. Sure. Or onlines of Watchdogs, maybe. Mm. And maybe you'll be able to go and check in in the Foursquare and get some dollars. Yeah. I don't know what mm. my PlayStation username is. Okay. <laughs> no, I think that it's makes Asmer. it difficult. AS- I'm pretty sure. A S M E R I T H. Yes. So do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess that's about it. So until next time, this has been the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you and good night. Good night. Bye. a very professional ending. Fuck it. <laughs> wow. I need to pee. All right. So I'm going to pee. Chat.